artist interviews, music, and more. From the Radio Mystic Music Network. RadioMystic.com. And now, the Radio Mystic Podcast. Radio Mystic Podcast number 59. Thanks for tuning in. We are live in studio today with the band ALU, Jeff Medling, D. Gonzalez, Don Shearer, all here in person. They're here today to talk about the brand new album, World Inside Out. It's been seven years. And uh, I got to tell you guys before we start the interview, uh, the day you announced on your Facebook page that this album was available, I was on it, man. Went to CD Baby, paid, downloaded, boom. I think I was like the first person to buy this album. Number one fan. Wow. I like that. Wow. That would okay. be me. Thanks, guys. <laughs> right, so I guess the, the one copy <laughs> oh, I'm glad I could help in my own way. I'll buy a second one if you like. That would greatly help. <laughs> so I guess the first question on my mind, and probably on your fans and listeners' minds as well, is what the hell took so long? Seven years. Now, you know, I really enjoy anticipation, and it builds the suspense. But when you're a fan of ALU and you're going seven years, don't get me wrong, because I know how you guys are. You are one of the few bands I know of who will not release anything unless you know it is ready to be released. But tell, tell me what you guys have been up to in the past seven years and, and what's, what's been going on. Oh, they'll just blame it on me. <laughs> That's I exactly was headed it. there, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's all Jeff. It's all Jeff. Life. Life let, him ex- let him explain <laughs> his life. Just, yeah, life just gets in the way, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... Twins, and that was four years ago. Wow. Five years ago. Here soon. Um, other kids graduate from high school and move out. And I had just life in general, other things getting in the way. So making stormtrooper outfits. <clears throat> yeah, I like yeah. Uh, like this man is an incredible craftsman. I'm this this guy. truly is. Don, what have you been up to? Uh, working in lots of different, just uh, small projects, uh, solo things. For a couple years there, I was doing uh, pretty much solo. Uh, I guess I call it new agey type piano. It was called a jazzy new age piano when I right. play around town and just sell CDs where I went and that sort of thing and uh, and then a couple years ago just uh, uh, hit some odd bump in the road and decided to produce some some comedy based music and I've been doing a lot of that ever since done a couple collections of those now like the dog video the dog video cone of shame yes well lots Pretty of us nice. have had dogs and the dogs get assorted uh, bodily conditions and uh, as, as you know a dog can't leave that alone a dog has got to get in there and play with that so at some point, the, the vet uh, prescribes use of a Victorian collar, and that uh, goes around the poor neck of the, the creature. And I just was thinking, as you were kind of alluding to earlier, what must that poor dog be thinking trapped in this dumb thing? He runs in the walls. He has cats making fun of him. Uh, he goes down to eat, and, he, and the cone is down on the floor, and he looks like he's vacuuming the floor. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's completely humiliating for the dog. And so yeah. I did a first-person narrative from the dog's perspective. Uh, it's just uh, just made a song out of it. I'd had to, you know, have some verisimilitude, so I, I tried the cone on and <laughs> had the whole experience. You know, my wife threw some yummies on the floor and oh, maybe nice. try to pick them up. Anyway, that's a, that's an example of one song, and I do. D, how about you? You know, Elu has been my my uh, focus musically. So other than that, within you know those seven years, life 
as well, I have to, to say, along with Jeff, we had moments, I think, where I was ready to jump back in. He wasn't quite ready. He was ready. I wasn't quite ready. So kind of had a career change in the time, you know, bought a house, those type of life things going on. But, you know, here and there, we never stopped, you know, coming up with ideas and writing a little bit here and there, finally put it all together. You know, part of the process, too, is like when you write something seven years ago or five years ago or even three years or a year ago, for that matter, going back and listening to it, and oh, that's just not good. It's not, it's not like it could be. And then so, you know, there's been numerous iterations of these songs. You know, I would say each song has at least three or four different iterations to it. So, you know, and then when I hit those brick walls, I was like, oh, God, I don't know what to do with this. Called Don. I said, "All right, I need you to listen to it, and I need you to put some some something like this in here, or something like this in here." Right. And then he'd ship it back to me. You know, it was either a week later. Sometimes it was four weeks later. It just depends. Oh, I forgot all about that one. Yeah, yeah that happens. And then you know, and I was like, "Oh, that's awesome." So then we we just uh, you know tear it apart some more until it sounded right. And even if we were on this thing constantly, I still think it would have taken at least three years to put together. Now, as far as the collaboration goes, and, and like you just said, you emailed Don some files. Was that a lot of the collaboration between you two was going back and forth on email and doing stuff in your own studios? And how often did you guys actually, were you guys actually together working on, on this? The only people that really got together in person are, are Dee and myself, and we would sit there and just hash out chord progressions and, you know, vocal ideas and melodies, and, and then we'd get to a breaking point, and we'd stop, and I'd say, all right, and Dee would take it home, and she would develop more stuff and come back, and we'd throw it down, and that kind of stuff was, it, it's just easier to have Dee there, because right. at that point, you know, we're just going back and forth, but uh, as far as Don and I go, um, Don and I work pretty good in our own studios and so it's it's a lot easier for me to compile an idea and then send it down to Don or have him have an idea and send it back up to me. Um, Don and I also have a project called Illustrious Q that we do a lot of jazzy type vocal music. Nice. And that's how we do it. So when when the Elu stuff started coming to a head and I wanted to start pushing these songs out of the studio that's, that's like, hey, it's the same situation man let's throw these back and forth a couple times. And, well, it's usually much uglier than he's than he's just <laughs> characterizing it. Uh, a lot of times, my my first submission is uh, is hopelessly rejected. I, I may say, well, let's do a let's do some uh, klezmer harmonica or something like that in that track, or uh, use a didgeridoo at the opening of that. And he's like, dude, <laughs> this will not be happening. And so then I go back, I try to behave, play some normal normal keyboard parts, and I you know sensitive right. and gentle and all that that will wrap listeningly around his central core noisy stuff. Send it back to him. And it's like, oh, okay, yeah, that's that's what I was interested in. It's and then the, uh, it's the elephant noises he tries to sneak in. <laughs> God, I love those. I heard that elephant noise. I'm not using that. <laughs> Thank so, you, Don, for the yeah. real story. Yeah. <laughs> appreciate that. But then at the end, we always get back together and I play a couple of things live just right in front of him and we refine it and we make sure it's exactly what it meets his vision of right. what he was looking for. My first idea may have been, may have actually been good, but he usually wants to refine things and bring them a little bit forward before we, you know, call them done. Right. So we get together towards the end and 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 just put that that nice sheen over it. And Dee, how is it with you working with well, Jeff in the studio? See, I was going to say those are the pieces I don't get to to see. I'm right. you know patiently awaiting the next version um, being sent to me, and right. every time I get one, it's just 
it's almost a different song. Wow. So I've, I've seen the songs, in a good way, obviously, but <laughs> I've seen the songs progress from what, you know, Jeff and I put together our ideas. We throw it back and forth. Okay, we got something. We record it down. And it's just, um, you know, from the time we get that version and then these two guys get their hands on it and do their little elephant sounds and whatnot. <laughs> Working on that still. Yeah. So it, it is very interesting to see what it originates as to that final sound. It, you know, it just takes on a... Yeah, some of the some of the tracks back in the beginning almost had a techno mm-hmm. feel to them. Really? More techno? Oh, than, yeah. There yeah. was a lot of techno sounding stuff. And, and, and to actually try to make the album cohesive as one song should be somewhat and, and relate to another song in the album. Do people still do that anymore? Yeah. Okay, well, good job. I mean, Go it, ahead. It could have been eclectic as heck. <laughs> so, but yeah, it was part of the process was putting them all together, listening to it, saying, oh, that one's so far out there. We just got to redo it. I'd say we have some really good remixes, though. How did you guys kind of all come together to form ALU in the first place? 1998, I was tired of playing the bands, tired of getting home at three in the morning, then having to get up at six and go to work. So I started um, recording my own stuff. And uh, the more I got into it, um, before I had a lot of speaking women's vocals and and pieces and parts, kind of got to a point where I wanted the music to become a little more. So I wanted to get some actual singing in there. So uh, I put an ad in and, you know, there's been a few vocalists. Uh, Kate Benton was uh, the first one. You know, life just happens along the way and people come and go. And so when Kate just couldn't do it anymore, put out another set of feelers and, and got D. And so she showed up and then she kept showing up, which was awesome. He you couldn't know, get rid of me. Yeah. Always a bonus. When, yeah, when you play in a band or you want to start a band, it's good for people to show up. <laughs> right. You know, that, that being said, D was there for the first starting with beautiful things um don is a different story don actually came on board before deanne and uh he had i don't know if you had just moved out here i was already. doing uh solo piano stuff at that time and was looking for something a little more you know edgy and i i don't know i think i found you on a like a like a parolee chat board thing or something yeah, i think like it that. was no, not something you anticipated yeah. <laughs> you were i think it was when you were actually looking Looking for vocalists that time at that time, and I just saw your your post and just listened to a couple of your tracks. I thought, wow, that's that's kind of otherworldly, and it's got neat rhythms in it, and uh, I found it uh, interesting. So I I didn't expect to have anything uh, generate from that. I just said, hey, you know, found your stuff online. It's real good. Uh, keep it up. Uh, see ya. And then you at some point mentioned, well, I'm. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna need a drummer. You want to try out and do uh, electronic drums? And I said, well, of course not. Why would I want to do that? <laughs> and so I came in and did like electronic drums, and that's that's what I played. He has all his stuff is so technologically based, and so in those days we we were staying real close with the the samples that you could get out of a, the brains of an electronic drum kit and that right. was quite suitable at the time for to reproduce what he was doing in his albums mm-hmm. so brought me in not so much to play on albums or anything but really to Dude, to help a live show to, to help bring the thing to life out right. in performances <clears throat> and Kate Kate was part of it still at that point yes too. She, she, was, was, she was she was doing some stuff and, and then round two Don came back in and we picked it up and Dee picked up the bass and that was amazing and, and, 
played around. Let's talk about where the name Elu came from. What, what is what is that? It's a French word for chosen. So basically, you know, I did what all kinds of people do. You just you know, close your eyes and you open up a French dictionary and you just point to the first word <laughs> and see what's under your finger. Oh, that's the name. Okay. It literally, that was it. Yeah, and Emu was right next to them, right. you know, right. and he didn't want it to right. be a bizarre <laughs> you know, yeah, just creature. Couldn't see it. Yeah. Couldn't see it fitting. So, but you know, I, it, the name I thought was pretty good because the music was at that point was more sensual by nature and right. you know about relationships and being chosen is is, is a right. cool thing. Jeff and D, you write the tracks come up with the lyrics is that correct mm-hmm. we do okay because I, I i was listening to several songs and i'm not sure i got all these lyrics correct for this oh. particular song but we're going to do a little dramatic reading oh okay. fun so and i don't have well, a DC, pen, so yeah. you guys you guys should know the, the missing line oh probably. here we go oh don't even go i'm gonna there. even trivia just take one line a piece and we'll go down the list back and forth and we'll read a line from the song Easy. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so I you know mean, that whole line right there. You know, she wrote the. I didn't pay attention. Oh, to see, it's on me now. Oh, yeah. see, see? So if you ask me, I'm just going to fill it in with whatever comes to <laughs> okay, your head. You That's should cool. because I have Alzheimer's That's and cool. it's going to. And it could work for the remix. Wing it. That's right. We have remixes right. to do. It'll be uncut. Alu, ladies and gentlemen, the song "Easy" from the band Alu in a dramatic reading. I've got this feeling got this urge to know what it's about. It's in my body, in my veins, trying to work its way out. Yes, I've been holding it in. Then you touched me. Feels like you're under my skin. It's in the taste of your lips. Put it on me. Take the sex from my body. Doing things I've never done. Um... Cone of shame has just begun. I don't know what the words are. It's, it's blank. <laughs> <laughs> Having thoughts of you and me in ecstasy. Anything you want from me. You're my freaking therapy. I'll do anything to please you. I'm freaking easy. <laughs> oh my god. Poetry. Wow. Poetry and motion, oh, wow. ladies and gentlemen. Thank and you. Now for, for something completely natural. <laughs> yeah, when you take the music out of it, it just becomes. What are we know, talking like, about there? Wow. Like, what the heck? That's you can be... use it for a remix. I, I give you that. Oh, permission. this is going to be perfect. Yes. Yeah. Okay. It's going on the remix album for sure. <laughs> Tell me about this album cover and the interesting story behind it. You know, the concept was there for a long time. It was actually based on a concept uh, for a music video. And Dee was like, absolutely not. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> because I said, well, it's not going to be frontal nudity, just back nudity. She goes, no way. My mom's going to see this. So, you know, we kind of went round and round with it, you know, and I kind of described more in detail, you know, and then we got to this part. She goes, all right, I'm just going to do it. And I was like, all right, cool. So... We drove out to the middle of nowhere because we had to have this cool panoramic shot of the New Mexico grassy lands and, and the sky in the background and everything. Where were you roughly? We were um, kind of west of Las Lunas, out there off of one of the bigger ranch. 
benches mm-hmm. out there. Google mapped it and drove out there. It was kind of stormy out. And it was kind of rainy. I wasn't quite sure if we were going to get the shots we needed or anything. I was like, wow, this might suck. And here we go. <laughs> <clears throat> so we drive out and we're just driving down this road. It enters to a, some sort of rock quarry out there where they sell that kind of landscaping stuff. And we take the side road and we just start driving down. And probably about a mile down the road, we pull off to the side. There's nobody around, you know. So we say, this is perfect place. So we're going to. We're going to shoot it here. The sun wasn't cooperating. It was still raining. You know, we're out there walking in these stickers and the weeds and everything. And she's like, are you kidding me? You know, it's, a, <laughs> it's kind of cold out. And it's like, okay, I just want you to wear this red um, scarf, you know, and that's it. Nothing else. <laughs> she's like, oh, my God. But anyway, so, you know, we also almost stepped on a rattlesnake. And oh, there nice. was all kinds of stuff out there. You it's know? always fun. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And we looked at the rattlesnake a bunch of times. Are we sure it's not dead? None of us wanted to get close enough. It was just like laying out there, you know, it was like sunbathing. But, and um, he's like, and I'm taking my clothes off. And and exactly. I told you this guy gets me to do things I wouldn't normally uh, do. Apparently, so. that's, you know. Of course, I, I do tell it a little more dramatically. You know, I, I almost got killed by a rattlesnake that day. She really did almost get killed by I did, it. I almost it was, died. Yes, it was. Although it wasn't moving or anything, you know. It was there. five and feet away from me, her but seeing I could have died. She almost passed out. <laughs> Jeff almost lost his finger. Oh, yeah, we got trapped. They, they closed the gates and all of a sudden I was like, oh, how do we get out of there? So when they closed the gate to the rock quarry, they actually closed our path out. And so uh, we almost spent the night out there. It was how did you eventually get out? You know, ingenuity. <laughs> yes. <laughs> ingenuity. And some, you know, lots of cuts. and. But we're alive. Yeah. We made it out. Yeah. Next time I'm packing food just in case. We only had one Nutri-Grain bar in the, whole, in the vehicle. <laughs> Imagining no the what-ifs. Blankets, tents. <laughs> Food. I, you know, I got to give you guys credit because, you know, a lot of people would look at the album cover and you know, I looked at it and I was like, you know, that looks like it's on location. It's not pre-done artwork. It's, it's that's on location. And that's Dee's butt. And I just knew there, it. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I, you know, if anybody's going to do this live, it's going to be these guys. And so it's nice to know that you've gone through that much sacrifice and trouble just for the album cover. Like I said, ladies and gentlemen, these guys don't do anything unless it's done the right way. Congratulations and thank you for that. I know there's more to come, so I'm just letting it add on. Yeah, wait till the videos come out there. <laughs> Speaking yeah. of videos, I was going to ask about that. You are planning on a few videos for the album? <clears throat> yeah, there'll probably be another seven years from now, but yeah. <laughs> you know, my, my I have visions of snow on the ground, you know, and, and partial nudity, and that's going to be fun for Dean Dawn. because that's, <laughs> it's going to be cold out. <laughs> wow. Right. But, you know, everything's done tastefully. Just so you know, I haven't heard that idea yet. So that was a first. Thanks. Oh, well, really I, excited. I had Don in mind, and then it just quickly left uh, my mind. You know, I was like, yeah, Don, yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> it's not going to be right. Do you have songs in your head that you're going to convert to video? We've mm-hmm. talked about some ideas. I don't know if we have anything set right now. Yeah. We, ha- we have a lot of ideas for a lot of different songs, so it's going to be a matter of picking the right ones. And then D always has these big ideas where we need like thousands of extras and <laughs> Hollywood budget. And, hey, you know, go big or go home, right? Go big. <laughs> Wow, how are we going to pull that one off, you know? We're getting this in theaters. Yes. <laughs> All right, and I, I was remiss in not mentioning the vocalists on the album. Obviously, D, you're on a lot of the tracks. And then who are your other two vocalists? Uh, so uh, vocal appearances, Megan Chandler uh, came in and lent her talent. So, um, And just uh, to clarify, you know, the stuff that D sang is a lot of stuff she wrote. But Virginia came in and sang lyrics that I had 
produced and okay. then Megan Chandler did the same thing. She came in and sang some of the tracks um, and the, the lyrics and stuff that, that obviously I didn't write. It's all one cohesive package, but I love the way the vocals integrate into the songs. I mean, I love your voice. I think it's fantastic. And it's even better than on Beautiful Things. Very nice. Thank That's you. out there. Very nice okay. to hear. to discuss Pandora? Yeah, I, I kind of do. Because that Pandora thing really stuck in my craw. I just, I yeah, was, I was kind of surprised. When you posted that on Facebook, I was like, wow, that's I had never realized that went on. But tell, tell me what the deal is. Right, about. so just kind of listening through this, um, you know, I think that any person out there who wants to start a band or a group of people that want to start a band or a project or whatever, and you pick a name, you pick that name based on whether or not somebody else has that name. And, right. you know, it, it's one of those things. So, you know, there was, uh, there's a, a young lady, that I don't think she's from here. I think she's from Europe. And she writes this really soft piano type. And, you know, her name's not A. Lou, but... It's in the name is the prominent part of her name. She's the other part, so I can't remember what what it was. But so every time she was logged in as as whomever she was, she uploaded music, she published that music, and uh, so that became a competitive uh, thing for me as far as trying to get that onto Pandora or other music stations. So if you were to do a search, you know, I want to play a station that sounds like a loop. So her music wasn't necessarily the problem. It was the rap music that really throws it off. So, okay. you know, I always had this thing. is like, why does a Lou, when you ask for the station to come up, why isn't it being, why isn't Conjure One coming up in there? Why, why is there, why is there R&B and rap in, in this station? And it turns out that there was a rapper out there that came in about four or five years ago who decided to call himself a Lou. And by using the same name, it's tainting everything in the cloud you know right. you it, it's what happens so when i submitted to pandora this time around they pandora doesn't give you rhyme or reason why they reject you or not um beautiful things came out which was before everybody else macked on the name and <laughs> decided to get their stuff in there too and it went in without a problem and then the second time around they were like well you know we're just not sure if how this is going to fit you know into our programming and i think there was this huge glitch between everybody knowing is a Lou this band or I don't know if the robots listen to it over there. I don't know who's listening if they do research and they're just not catching it the right way. But they said this doesn't meet our user requirements and it doesn't meet our program requirements. That's weird. That freaks me out. That just totally. I mean, can you is there a way? Well, you're just communicating via email, right? Yep. So there's not really a way you can call up and say, dude, you've, you're playing my other album. Yeah. So I did that eventually, too. I got a hold of a real person. Okay. And I did the whole shakedown. on. I was like, what's going on, man? Why can't? And they said, well, I can't tell you why. I said, I don't, he said, I don't know why. But so he is, said, but we reserve the right not to take the second album if we don't think it's, you know, something we would do. Wow. And I was like, but this is ridiculous. You know, it's there's nothing on this uh, album that would, to me, that would keep it from being something acceptable you know so i don't know what their deal is but i can only equate it to the whole naming convention we had 
And another issue when you try to go copyright a name or put a trademark to a name that somebody else has gotten a hold of and they can prove that they're selling product under it too. And then now it becomes this legal mess. Right. So even though I, I, I went through when I tried to get my trademark license on this, the trademark office said, you don't have enough information for us to run this. I was like, well, this is ridiculous. And so, you know, I tried to get a couple of lawyers involved and they just want to keep sucking money out of you. And, yeah. you know, well, it's not guaranteed that you're going to get the trademark, you know, but we need to process this paper or this paper. And I was like, you know, it, it just becomes a convoluted mess after a while. And, you know, it's like the music industry itself these days. Everything's convoluted. Anybody can do anything they want to do and saturate markets. And, you know, I think that there's so many people in music right now that, that maybe don't know enough to make sense of things and help people who really right. are on the right path. You know, I think any any person can get in if you know the right people and, and, and just start pushing your ideas out to the world. And even if they're not real great ideas. Right. Or even great musical tastes for that matter. You know? <laughs> So what are your plans to prom uh, in promoting the new album outside of Pandora's BS? You know, the last album, I can go into a, a Safeway or, or Albertsons or wherever, and sometimes you'll hear it on the overhead speaker. And it's like, That's really weird. It's working. It's working, <laughs> yeah. So things get out there. But, yeah. But, uh, you know, it's, it's when I was young. And, and I really had this gusto about getting the music out there. I used to spend countless hours calling people and, you know, pushing it and trying to get people to listen to it. And the older I get, it's like, I just want somebody else to do this because yeah. <laughs> this is a lot of work. So that's another consideration. I'm trying to see what other companies are available out there that can take it farther and not want to charge me $4,000 a month to, to promote it. I'll, I'll give you the invoice for this interview. <laughs> <laughs> not a good time to bring that up? Oh, okay. my goodness. So what's in the immediate future for you guys? Obviously, you're promoting a new album, but individually, are you moving on to different projects? I am... Um, Chasing my hobbies right now. Some stormtrooper costumes. You know, I'm gonna Sonos. join the Lucas Charity, the 500 first. And, and you're uh, you doing that from scratch? Doing it from scratch, yeah. Building molds and everything wow. else. It's kind of a ridiculous madness thing going on in my head. It's very cool though. Um, I'm also doing a TV show pilot here in Albuquerque. I'm working with a couple of guys producing it. I'm be doing the sound design and the music. Uh, Don and I are still working on Illustrious Q. Uh, we have a few songs that we're, even though we pop one out every six months or something, maybe every year. And uh, But Don and I are also working right now on a Peter Gabriel tribute band. That's interesting. So, okay. Yeah. So we're just kind of <laughs> getting our urge to play yeah. music out there. You know, we don't have to write anything. You know, it's already it's true. I just want to play now. Yeah. <laughs> and the Don. I've got solo things going i um as i mentioned my my little project called don's wacko tunes i'm always writing something new on that it, uh, it's pretty limited to just a, a soundcloud page an occasional video that disturbs everyone <laughs> and uh like the brain eating amoeba we were discussing yeah the brain this? eating amoeba that's 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 yeah okay. that's something i actually hope to be able to perform some of those live in a solo 
setting. I'm going to try it <laughs> to, to, to bring all the crazy noises of the studio, the silly voices that I that I make, bring those in with backing tracks and actually perform the stuff live at like, uh, you know, landfills and prisons and, uh, you know, uh, nuclear waste sites. And Chernobyl uh, would be good. <laughs> <laughs> so there's that. And I uh, I just jump in with other people sometimes on percussion or something. I, I, I know a person who is a uh, singer-songwriter, blues-type uh, musician, and I uh, show up on some of her gigs and just do various hand percussion things and help her just build out her, out her sound a little bit. It's a real small, you know, l- little venues and that right. sort of thing, but it's, it's a good way to get out around the community. So just little stuff like that. Excellent. Dee? Well, I think, you know, like I stated earlier, my my efforts are definitely with ALU for now. I'm going to see what happens with this. Um, You know, I don't have my hands dipped in a whole lot of things other than just life. But, you know, I get called every once in a while to do a voiceover or uh, maybe a radio commercial. Um, I'm always open to just see, you know, what comes along or what's right for me, I guess. All right, gang, it's ALU, Jeff Metling, Dee Gonzalez, Don Shearer, World Inside Out, the brand new album available right now. Check them out at alumusic.com. That's E-L-U music.com. And be sure to grab a copy of the album for yourself and help support amazing musicians like these guys who spend their time and their money and their talents making great music like this for us to listen to. Thank you guys so much for being here. It was awesome. Absolutely. Our pleasure to be here. Thank you. From the album World Inside Out, this is Alu with Let It Roar on the Radio Mystic Podcast.
Let It Roar. That's from the brand new album by Alu, World Inside Out, on the Radio Mystic Podcast. Grab a copy for yourself at alumusic.com. You can find them on cdbaby.com. Just look for Alu. That's E-L-U. They're also on iTunes and other download sites across the net. CDs to be released soon. And a big thanks to the whole band for showing up and, and sticking around for the whole interview. Many people can't handle me for more than five minutes, so uh, kudos to you guys for that. And don't forget, gang, coming up next week in seven days, the next episode of the Radio Mystic Podcast, a holiday special featuring an interview with musician Heath Vircher, plus some big news for those of you who enjoy our internet radio stations. We'll be talking with Jamie Osborne of the Audio Syncrasy Podcast and also musician Corey Lene Carruthers, who are teaming up with Radio Mystic. And we've got some really cool news to share with you, plus a few CD giveaways and more coming up in the next episode of the Radio Mystic Podcast. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. The Radio Mystic Podcast. RadioMystic.com.